You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Hello, and welcome to Bicycle Retail Radio, hosted by NBDA. I am Kat Andrus, and I'm this week's guest host. I'm the youth program manager at People for Bikes, and I am leading the charge for the Youth Cycling Coalition. The YCC brings together 10 bicycling nonprofits, taking collective action to provide all kids the tools they need to develop a lifelong love of bicycling, ultimately integrating bicycling into the fabric of local communities. The powerhouse that I will be interviewing today comes to us from one of the YCC member organizations, Little Bellas. Sabra Davidson is the co-founder and executive director of Little Bellas. Welcome, Sabra. Hi, thanks for having me. So I want to start by having you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and a history of Little Bellas and how you got started. Sure. So Little Bellas started 13 years ago in a small town in Vermont. We had like 12 girls in a field. And we decided that bikes were too fun not to get a group of women and girls together riding on them. So we created programming. And then from there, we've grown to be 18 states strong. And, you know, we've had, I think, over 6,000 girls on bikes. And I started the program through a lifelong love of cycling and competing, but Little Bellas has nothing to do with competition and everything to do with flower picking and smiles and giggles. (laughs) Who can't get behind that? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I sure can. (laughs) So I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about what about your background made you interested, motivated, passionate about getting something like this going specifically for little girls? Yeah, I mean... It's interesting because there are three co-founders and we vary in why we wanted to start it. My sister is an Olympic athlete and I know for her, it was seeing a lack of girls on the start line when we were juniors. I mean, there were 120 boys and 10 girls racing each other. So that disparity was her key motivator. I've been motivated to really make sure that our growing girls understand their voice and can be confident in that. And I think mountain biking is a great way to do that because I've felt it. You know, Mm -hmm. I've felt this growing confidence from the sport. And then our other co-founder, Angela, she really had some life experiences where cycling helped her through those and the consistency and in the moment nature of it buoyed her soul in a way that she wanted to give to others. And so really our conglomerate of whys created something that hopefully can apply to a lot of people and sing to a lot of different people's motivations. What else? I mean, obviously, the focus on young girls and getting them interested in mountain biking through just making it fun is something that makes Little Bellas really unique and significant. But is there anything else you would highlight as to what makes Little Bellas so unique? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think the all-female nature 
of it is something that's unique in the sport. But the fact that it's a truly positive, empowering environment for all. So we strive to not only create an environment that's positive and empowering for our girls, but for our mentors and our staff and our board. And we really want to have an environment that allows the individual to lead and capitalizes on her strengths. And that goes organization top to bottom. It's so important. You know, we really train our mentors to bring that out in the girls. And, you know, I was just on an online class today trying to bring that out in our staff. And so having that approach organization-wide, I think, is something that's unique, or at least the effort and the intent being there might make it unique. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that holistic approach. It's been really fun, you know, and it's it's really fun to create a positive space and a positive team for a lot of different people. And it looks different in different geographies around the country, but the core of it's there. Mm-hmm. And so who are your primary, I guess, leaders or volunteers in those areas? And I know you said it looks a little bit different across the country, but are these women who typically have already have an interest in mountain biking? Maybe they run their own mountain biking teams. Are they moms with daughters who are interested in mountain biking? What does that look like? So it's incredibly varied. And that's actually Mm -hmm. what I love about it because we can attract somebody who's been riding a bike and racing forever and knows every facet of the sport and can mentor a girl in a way that is very sport specific. And then we have these women who are just getting involved with the sport and we put them with the seven-year-olds and they learn along with them and they realize, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, I fell and that made it okay for her to fall. And Mm -hmm. that process is a pretty great thing that it's because it's a space that's open to all girls. It's also a space that's open to mentors. You just have to keep up with a seven-year-old can't keep up with a seven-year-old, then then we might have some trouble. But, you know, for the most part, we can take anybody and and, uh, make them a mentor because they've got something to offer. You know, they just have to find it. So that's awesome. So it sounds like in that way, you're really, you're growing the sport of mountain biking and the community of mountain biking, not just through little girls, but adults as well. Yeah, Um, we try to because... That's what we aim our trainings at, you know, and so there's a lot of personal training that you can go through on our website and on our different resources. Oops, I just kicked something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where we were. Sorry. (laughs) No, that is all good. So I was just asking basically more about the context of Little Bellas within the broader cycling community and how... Little Mm Bellas is growing of mountain biking in general. Yeah, so that's our goal. I mean, it's really to get anybody involved and be able to provide them the skills to grow, you know, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a girl. But yeah, that's something that's been a focus of ours, that we want to develop our mentor base as well as our participant base. And yeah, sometimes it's a community's ready and primed for a cycling program. You know, a lot of women are out there riding and sometimes you have to spend some time 
in a community and grow your mentors and then grow your girls. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so that sounds like a longer haul process, actually. It is. Yep, you nailed it. <laughs> and what types of relationships or connections do you have to other groups across the country or the broader cycling community in this pursuit? So we, through the life of our program, have really been focused on playing in the same sandbox as everybody else. You, you know, <laughs> as people know that are probably listening to this, you know, the resources available for cycling are limited. And so if you don't band together and use those resources effectively amongst different nonprofits within a community, you know, at a bike shop, then you're rendering yourself less effective. And so we've had this great approach where we've developed partnerships with, you know, both locally, nationally, when we go into a community. And it's been awesome. I mean, the things that have generated from those is, it's shocking. Yeah, how much has come from that approach. But recently, in the last year or two, it's become more formalized with the Youth Cycling Coalition. As you know, Kat runs that. So it's a conglomerate of nonprofits who operate with the collective mission of increasing access and getting more kids on bikes. And whether it's BMX or it's road or it's mountain or just getting a kid a bike, you know, there's a lot of different avenues and challenges that that you know, path to getting a kid riding and making it a lifelong pursuit entails. And so these different nonprofits really attack that from various lenses and aspects to open access. Can you tell us more about opportunities that exist for retailers to support the work of Little Bellas, given that this is Bicycle Retail Radio, after all? <laughs> yeah, so when we're in a community, each of our chapters has a bike shop, and we have really been working hard to try to make that experience at a bike shop as positive as possible. And so we run these different order weeks and discount weeks at the shops so that the girls get to know their local shop. And I think one of the most important things that a retailer can do when a kid comes in is speaking to the kid and the family in a way that they see them. So sometimes with kids, you literally have to get down at their level and take a knee and figure out what's their favorite color. You know, what are you excited about? And with kids, like that conversation doesn't have to be linear like it does with an adult. You can ask a girl if she likes unicorns or not, and that might inform your helmet choice for her, you know, <laughs> if she's a sparkly kid or a kid that likes blue. And by having a conversation and both understanding your product and what the best offering is for them, you will better integrate into your community. And I've seen this go really well in some shops where their employees both speak to their product and their kids offering in a way that speaks to the child that likes unicorns and likes sparkly things or his favorite color is blue and loves race cars and can guide that purchase and make both the family and the kid excited because we all know new bike day is one of the most exciting things ever. That's oh, yeah. why we're in this 
role. But if you can convey that excitement and get them excited and ask questions and take the time and literally get on their level, you'll be propelling that experience further. Yeah, I love that. I mean, kids are just tiny people with huge personalities. So, Oh, yeah. And you can topic ship quickly with them. What did you have for dinner last night? What's your favorite song? They don't know. I know that because uh, I relate to that. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, very cool. This podcast is brought to you by MBDA membership and industry donors. To continue providing education and content like the podcast you're listening to now, we need your support. Go to mbda.com and join or donate today. I guess I want to wrap up by looking into the future of Little Bellas and just talking to you about what you have cooking moving forward into 2020 and beyond. Yeah, so 2020 is obviously an evolving landscape, as we've all seen. And so with that, I mean, we've just been trying to assess on the ground as quickly as possible and reschedule as many programs as possible. And, you know, we're hoping for the best in the fall and to get as many girls riding. But in the spirit of our program, we've actually worked to create a program at home that families can execute together and it's on our website and it's a PDF so that kids don't have to be on a screen and it walks them through different activities, you know, learning their gears and setting goals and drinking five glasses of water a day. And so, you know, we focused in this time on something that we could do and that families could do and that they might need help in given that they have a lot going on. Right now, you know, if, if you're a working mom or dad and you have your kids at home and you're trying to balance school and work and all these, you know, ever evolving priorities, we wanted to help with that. And so if families want to get involved in that or if, you know, bike shops want to use that as a resource, we are more than happy to be part of that. So that's one thing we have in 2020 is just this bingo board challenge that might be fun. And then looking ahead, you know, we've really focused on trying to make the organization sustainable and accessible for 2021 in the same way it would have been otherwise. Mm -hmm. And we are doing it. It's awesome. Not an easy thing, but it's been really great to see. So I actually start new chapter interviews with prospective chapters tomorrow. So we're still growing. Yeah, that is awesome to hear. I mean, I hate to suggest that there could be any kind of silver lining to this moment that the world is going through right now. But I will say kids' bikes are having a moment. I mean, biking is is having a moment. Kids' bikes are flying off the shelves from what I hear. And I could see you getting a ton of momentum for programming. Yeah. I mean, I think families are starting to value outside time that might not have otherwise. That's definitely our space that we get really excited about. And so, you know, if we can do anything to help, we want to. And, you know, that kind of PDF non-screen engagement with families was our answer to that because sometimes, you know, families just need to understand how to do it and get that one step, that one barrier crossed. 
and they're off and running. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about setting goals and drinking five glasses of water a day. And I'm thinking, can I get that PDF? Because maybe I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And if you complete it, we will send you a patch. (laughs) Yes. I want a sticker too. Do you have stickers? Yes. Well, for you, (laughs) yes. So one thing that we have is we have some co-branded product and the bike in particular has been a really cool thing that sells like crazy. And there was like some impetus behind the design of that. Yeah. Are you talking about a little Bella's branded bike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more about this little Bella's branded bike. So Specialized, about three or four years ago, came to us and we wanted to create a co-branded product. So instead of, you know, having a national team or a branded product that surrounded pros, they wanted to incorporate our program. So there's actually a Little Bella's Specialized bike that's been going through various iterations for the last three years. So next year will be our fourth year. and it was incredible. We were able to design a bike that spoke to the girls. And what we found is that these kids are used to the age of Instagram, where they personalize things. They put things out about themselves in their posts and in their social media activity and in their day, like generations before haven't. And Mm -hmm. so we actually took that concept to the bike and we made sticker packs that allowed them to personalize their bike. So there's alphabet sheets, there's all these different things where they can express who they are on a canvas and make it their own. And our thinking in doing that was getting them acquainted with their equipment, you know, especially girls, and having them interact with their bikes in a way where it became theirs. They personalized it. They put their stamp on it. And we were hoping to generate excitement around that. So, yeah, so it's been really great. It's sold out every single year. And the second it gets released, all these girls go to their bike shops and buy it. And so when you see a pack of girls flooding into their local bike shop, it's been something that's really been quite exciting for me, you know, and we hadn't experienced before. And so then they went a step further and, you know, we all love matching things. So now there's a matching helmet and bike combo that the girls can get. But it's been something that was unexpected, exciting, and just awesome to have that personalization aspect to the bike. Yeah, that is so cool. And I'm thinking back to just thinking about approaching the bike shop and the intimidation factor. I know at least for me as a teenager and as a young adult, that was a real barrier I had with learning bikes and having a relationship with bikes. I never wanted to be one of those people that just rode a bike and didn't know how to work on it. But then I was really intimidated to try to learn how to work in it, to walk into a a male dominated bike shop. And I just think about the impact that it must have starting to do that when you're seven, nine, 11 years old, as opposed to when mm-hmm. you're 22 years old, like I was. Yeah. Um, but if you're a nine-year-old girl and the bike shop mechanic can hand you this sticker packet and say, we made this for you and you get to make this bike your own. 
it doesn't matter who's delivering that message. It says they belong. And so in designing that product, that was our goal. We wanted to say you belong here and have the product say that. And so in each iteration of that bike, we've been trying to stay on top of what's trending with mm-hmm. girls and what they're excited about right now. It's Galaxy. That's the trend for next year. They were absolutely thrilled with like a painted galaxy sky, if you think about it. So that was the inspiration for our upcoming bike. Yeah. And we get that inspiration through the program. We like have our little focus group where we talk to all the girls around the country about what they're excited about currently. I love the level of input that you have kind of woven into the fabric of what you're doing. The little, I want to see these focus groups. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's worked. Like the kids really design it. And then Specialized will send us a bunch of mock-ups and I'll have the girls in whatever program we're in at that moment give feedback. And so it's pretty cool because we videoed it and sent it right back to the designers where it's the girls talking to the designer. It's not us. Oh, that is awesome. You have a hard time keeping them on track, talking about the nonlinear nature of the child mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes the reason why they like it is uh, it's pretty funny. You know, I like <laughs> this bike because it reminds me of my favorite food or, you know, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> the feedback cycle is a lot different than I'm sure specialized is used to. <laughs> Yeah. Could you let us know where families can access that PDF that you mentioned and mention your website name? Sure. So you can access our kind of stay at home materials and activities for families on our website, littlebellas.com. It's right up on the homepage and anybody can do it. It's open to all. It's not just our, our participant base. We want to get anybody out there. And then, you know, if you're interested in starting a chapter or getting involved as a mentor, that's also on our website. And for retailers who might want something like this in their area, it really starts with a strong female lead and kid accessible trails. And so if you have a woman in your community that's a strong leader, we would love to talk to her and she can submit or you can submit a start a chapter questionnaire right on our website. Thank you for joining us this week on Bicycle Retail Radio hosted by NBDA. This has been Kat Andrus signing off. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. Thank you.